Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sarah Fisher Talks Connective Parenting. This week I want to talk about consequences. It is one of the really big topics that comes up so much when I am talking to parents. We live in a society that on the whole uses kind of imposed consequences and hopes that they will teach people a lesson and change behaviours. And absolutely, for some they do, they work really, really well. For others, they don't work so well. And so today I want to look at a different option, a different way of using consequences that helps our children to learn and grow and develop and ultimately reduces the chances of those behaviours happening again or continuing to happen over a period of time. So if you are finding that the types of consequences you're using at the moment just aren't working, this is the podcast episode for you. You're going to learn new ways to start changing the behaviour over time. And no, it's not a magic wand. I'm really sorry. I wish it was. It will take time and effort, but it absolutely will be worth it. So let's look at how we often use consequences at the moment. Many of us, me included, in you know, before I learned about this approach, use imposed consequences. And that's a model we use across society. So you do something wrong and someone imposes a consequence. Uh, a common example of this, for example, with children would be something like the naughty step, where a child does something wrong and they are put on the naughty step and made to sit there in silence for however long a period of time. At the end, they then have to say sorry and all done and dusted and off they wander. Another example might be something like um, doing something unkind for their brother or sister and then not being told they can't watch the TV for a period of time or use their Xbox, whatever it is. Those consequences, whilst in the moment they work and as a parent, it can feel like they're really working and they're really positive. They're not actually helping our child to understand their emotions, to learn how to manage them differently. And most importantly, arguably, to understand the impact of their behaviour on the others around them. What we also see and research over the last 50 years has shown this is that these imposed consequences don't change behaviour over the longer term for a lot of people. Now, they do work for some. Of course, they do. But for a lot of children, particularly those with a trauma background or additional needs, they don't work because we're not linking the behaviour with the consequence in terms of helping them understand it and seeing the link. So the approach that I teach is around natural and logical consequences. And these are used by a lot of people now very successfully. And they really do work. So natural consequence happens automatically as a result of the behaviour. So a really simple idea is, um, or simple example, is when it's cold and wet outside and you choose not to wear a coat. So you say to your child, you need to put your coat on, it's cold and wet outside. They say no. And instead of getting into an argument about it and, you know, telling them they've got to wear it and it all escalating, you say OK, not a problem. I'll carry your coat. And if you want to put it on, I've got it. When they go outside without their coat on, they're going to get cold and wet. That is the natural consequence of the decision that they have made. And they are seeing that directly. Now, they might not like that decision 
and they might realize they've made a mistake and they might try and blame you, but they are learning the direct impact of it. And you may well say to them, would you like your coat now? Um, Or they may ask you for their coat. So they're learning directly and you've not had to do anything. In fact, you've not done anything. You've actively not done anything in that situation because instead of getting into an argument with them about putting their coat on, you have allowed them to go out and make the decision not to wear their coat. So you have de-escalated the situation as well, which is a really good way of dealing with it. Natural consequences for some children are very, very effective and can work really well, particularly on those more simple things in many respects. The other type of consequence that I use and that I um, share with parents, and I know lots of people use, is a logical consequence. This can seem slightly harder to get our heads around, but this is where the consequence is directly related to the behaviour. So an example that comes up a lot may be um, around technology that they um, are always watching uh, YouTube videos and can't come off them when they're asked or when they are asked or when they do come off them, their behaviour is all over the place and that they can't manage the emotions attached to it. So a logical behaviour, a logical consequence for that would be saying that actually you have less time watching YouTube videos because after half an hour you can't cope and you can't come off okay. Or you can only watch them at certain times during the week when you can manage it better. That's directly related to what has happened. Another example of a logical consequence um, could be that they've you know, hurt their brother, for example, if they've been unkind to their brother. So they do something nice to repair with their brother. And or it might be that they're not allowed to watch the TV together because it doesn't work. So they each have their own time in front of the TV. Logical consequences are always related to what's happened. And it helps our child to see the direct link between this is what I did and this is the impact it's had. They can seem slightly strange as adults to put into place. And the same with natural consequences. But they are very, very effective at learning the links and helping our children to learn the links between those two, you know, between what they've done and the outcome of it. Parents will often say to me, what's the natural consequence for this? Or there isn't a natural consequence for this. There is. There is always a natural consequence. We might not like it or it might seem too uh, big, for example. So, you know, the natural consequence of um some things would be really huge. So, for example, the next consequence of smoking could be lung cancer. Well, none of us want to see our children going through that. But ultimately, that is a natural consequence. The natural consequence of turning up at school late or a logical consequence of turning up at school late could be a detention. So we need to allow our children to learn these, but support them through this as well. And this is where things like the deferred conversation become really important This is that follow up conversation that you have after an escalation where we help the child to understand themselves and understand their emotions. Because logical and natural consequences are brilliant and they're really helpful at showing our child the link. But that doesn't necessarily help them then manage their emotions in a way that they can change their behaviours. And for some children, they won't be able to see the link. 
you know, even though it's logical or natural, they may not be able to accept that that's come from their behavior and their decisions. And this is where the deferred conversation really helps with this because you're sitting down and talking to them about how they feel, about what was happening when they were escalating, about how they can manage their emotions in different ways, about the impact of what they've done on themselves and those around them. And the deferred conversation is not easy. And I see a lot of parents saying to me, I don't want to have that conversation. You know, after an escalation, I don't want to go back and talk to them about it because it might escalate again. And I understand that as a parent, I really do. But the conversations are really, really powerful. And when you combine natural and logical consequences with the deferred conversation, which is arguably a consequence because you are making them acknowledge and talk about what's happened. Obviously, you're being very careful how you do it. And if you want further training on that, I've got some individual training courses on my website. But it is powerful because they're not just getting away with it and you're ignoring it. You're going back to them and saying, I know this happened and I'm acknowledging it in a supportive, kind, caring way. And for many children, that's really hard because they know what they did isn't right. So that in itself is a consequence because they're having to acknowledge what they did. These are not always easy. And I know that when I speak to parents, we live in a society that wants to and does impose consequences. And many parents will be told, you just need to be harsher. You just need to be stricter. If you were more boundaried, if you told them off more, if you shouted at them more, if you did this more, if you didn't let them get away with so much, you wouldn't have these problems with their behaviour. And yes, for some children, that might be the case. But, you know, if we work on building connection, we also will reduce behaviours. And you know, if you are a parent who, like me, did the whole shouting and imposed consequences thing and nothing changed, you've got nothing to lose by using natural and logical consequences and the deferred conversation and potentially an awful lot to gain. And, you know, all of the parents that I work with who are, you know, birth parents, adoptive parents, who work with foster carers, uh, with people with children under SGOs, lots of different things. They use these and they find them successful, but it does take time. And I think that's where the idea of the kind of more imposed consequences, we feel like we're getting an immediate reaction and an immediate benefit from it. And we feel like we've done our thing that we should be doing as parents. But if it's not working, if it's not changing behaviour, if you're seeing the same behaviours over and over again, then it's worth trying something different. Because there's that old phrase, if you keep doing the same thing and getting the same results, that's insanity. This is exactly the same. If you're struggling with your child's behaviour and you've been using imposed consequences and nothing's changing, now's time to give something else a try. So see what you can do. Try natural and logical consequences. Try using the deferred conversation. And as I said, if you want more information about the deferred conversation, there's actually um, a short training called Let's Talk Later uh, on my website, which you can find, which has got that information on how to do a deferred conversation. Because if they're done well, they're very, very effective. Give it a try. See how you go. If you want support, come and join my free Facebook group. 
um, which is called Connective Parenting Using MVR, and you can get lots of advice and help and support. It is strange. You will get parents and other people telling you that you're not doing the right thing, but this really, really does work. So just a reminder, a natural consequence happens automatically. You don't need to do anything for it to happen. A logical consequence is where you are doing something that is directly related to the behaviour. So you can see a direct link between the two. And then the deferred conversation is where we're talking to our child about things that need to change in a really supportive and collaborative way. We're engaging with them about what's working and what's not working and the things we need to change. And our focus in that conversation, as I've said, is about helping them understand themselves. And that is where the power comes. When we start working with our children, when we start building connection, when we start collaborating with them, we start to see change. And as parents, that's what we all want. If we're struggling with behaviour, we all want to see positive change. So hang on in there. Try these types of consequences and see how you go. And as I said, come and join us in my free Facebook group if you'd like any support and help with implementing this. So that's the end of this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. All the links to the Facebook group and the uh, course Let's Talk Later are all in the show notes and also available on my website. Look forward to speaking to you next week. Bye.